0: We want to welcome you again to the Hills Church at Home. Hey, if you're just turning this on, uh, hurry and go. Maybe you want to get another cup of coffee. Maybe it's your second or third one. I know some of you are soda drinkers. We shouldn't say that or do that in the morning. But uh, however it is, and grab your Bible. You can download our notes from our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. And you can also download the Kids Activity sheets as well. Uh, We've been mentioning this for the last several weeks. We're doing the one-year Bible reading. In fact, it's the Chronological Bible. You can go to our website. You can find it a couple places. You can actually then link it to your phone, your tablet, your computer from bible.com, the one-year Chronological Bible, or you can download the PDF if you prefer to check off a list and In fact, we're in the book of Job, which one of the scriptures that we read a lot in the book of Job is kind of an echo of what we're going to be talking about today. So my title today, it really comes out of the verse that we're going to read about the fear of the Lord is the beginning. My title is The Beginning. So let's jump right in. Let me read this verse, Proverbs chapter one, verse seven, and it says this, the fear of the Lord is is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let me read that again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we want to look today, um, in fact, especially what I like to do in the first month of, of January is really to take some topics out because I take January as a month of really... Prayer and Bible reading to find out what messages the Lord would want to say throughout this year. And I come back to Proverbs 1 7, that everything begins with that heart and understanding. In fact, uh, Solomon mentions even about wisdom that the beginning of everything begins with the fear of the Lord. We'll talk about exactly what that is. You know, there's a ton of natural fears, we call them phobias and usually every year, uh, the top two are always the same. Number one is spiders. So many people get freaked out with spiders. I actually had to take care of a spider this morning that apparently was seen and left alone last night. Nobody in the house would deal with it, and I deal with it. It was a pretty big spider with long legs, and I was able to get it, you know, and it was just a couple years ago, My wife was backing out of our driveway and it happened just to be a hot summer and apparently there was a tarantula swarm in our neighborhood and there was in the driveway a big tarantula. Those are kind of scary. Second one are snakes. You know, you you might be viewing and you have a snake, you have a pet snake, you don't understand why people are upset with snakes, but snakes freak people out too. Several years ago when we lived in North Carolina and my wife was going out into the backyard to go get the hose to water her plants, and you know it, she reached down to grab the hose and she almost grabbed a rat snake. Yep, and I remember her screaming and going in the backyard. She wanted me to kill the thing. I told you, you don't kill these snakes, they eat all of the rodents and you know the poisonous snakes. So spiders and snakes, you know there's different phobias but when we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about a phobia. And here's what's uh, important about it. It's the holy reverence and awe of God. Let me read that again out of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What's interesting, so many people are seeking peace. And you'll never find peace by just seeking for peace. Peace is found in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you fear him and him alone, that's when peace comes. You know, Solomon that wrote this had insight and wisdom given to him by by the Lord more than anyone that would ever live outside of Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to put the whole reference down, but you can look it up. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 32 and through 34. In fact, it mentions that he wrote 3,000 Proverbs. Now, these weren't just sayings that he had. This was insight that was given uh, to him by the Lord. He would look at a situation. He would gather wisdom. He'd write it down. He also wrote a hundred, uh, he also wrote a thousand and five so- songs. You know, many of those written in there, a thousand and five songs. But it also mentions this, that he spoke wisdom of all of these natural things. He would look at trees and animals and he would see characteristics and it gave him wisdom. And he'd, he would equate that wisdom into life. But the very end of the verse 34 talks about how uh, kings and queens would come from all over the lands to come and sit and hear of his wisdom, the wisdom that God deposited in him. And so part of the wisdom that we receive from him is that in the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And as I mentioned before, this fear is not associated with terror or any kind of fear that would cause a person to run and hide from God. You know, we read in Genesis chapter three that the moment Adam and Eve sinned, they hid from God. They weren't hiding from God because of the fear of God. It was because of what they recognized in themselves because God still came to them. You see, the fear of the Lord is a holy reverence to God. It's the awe of living for him. It's the awe of him, his holiness, and it's a desire to live this life to please him. Or we could say this, we are in awe of his holiness, his power, his purity, his righteousness, his justice, and his glory. That is the fear of the Lord. Not the fear of something dreadful. Not, it's the fear of something holy and wonderful, the fear of God. And from the beginning of the Bible, all the way to the end, we are told to fear the Lord. The Bible asks us a few things. The Bible says, do you want wisdom? Then the answer is to fear the Lord. Do you want long life? Then fear the Lord. Do you want God's protection? Then fear the Lord. Do you want God's blessing? Then fear the Lord. Do you want to know the love of God? Then fear the Lord. Do you want to bring honor to God? Then fear the Lord. Parents, do you want your children to be safe in this life? Then fear the Lord. God said it. Moses said it. Solomon said it. Jesus said it, and over and over and over again in our Bibles, it is said and shown and shows us the need to fear the Lord in Him only. Many people think that the fear of the Lord is, or the image of the Lord is, as a punishing master into some legalistic way, but it's not that at all. Fearing the Lord and loving God really go hand in hand. You know, I was trying to remember this. When's the last time that you heard a message taught on the fear of the Lord? We've heard so many on the love of God and the grace of God, but we'll never uh, fully appreciate the love of God and the grace that God has extended to us unless we understand and walk in the fear of the Lord. Well, I want to read this one verse. You know, when I always read this in Deuteronomy, I find this verse fascinating that the Lord would instruct the, the kings of the time to do exactly this. In fact, we read this in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 18 through 20. Listen to this, follow along on the screen. And it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom. Now, this isn't talking about futuristic Jesus the Father, this is talking about when a king is chosen in Israel. This is for, this is projecting into the future, really, when the very first king was King Saul, when he sits on the throne, that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from one before the priests and the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe all of the words of this law and these statutes, that his heart may not be lifted up amongst his brethren, that he might not turn aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, and that he may prolong his days in the kingdom and he and his children in the midst of Israel. Now, Notice what's being uh, um, commanded of these futuristic kings to do. They are to get the law, right? The Bible of that time, that Torah, they are to get that. And they are to rewrite it out themselves, keep it with themselves. And they are to read it the rest of their life to first and foremost, to fear the Lord God. First and foremost instruction The second one is to observe the words and the statutes, so why? So their heart is not lifted up. We see that amongst the leaders. Hearts get lifted up. God said, no, 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 fear the Lord, walk in my statutes. And notice what it says at the end, that in doing this, you'll prolong the days of the kingdom and of their personal children in the midst of Israel, Well, what does every leader or political leader want to do? They want to extend their period of reign. But God says this only happens two ways. It happens when you fear the Lord and you walk in my ways, observe my commandments. You know, so God knew way ahead of time that the people would demand a king. So therefore he made sure that in doing this, that they would stay humble to his commands. Notice that promise to prolong the kingdom and to their children. You know, when we we read our Bible, I I always wanna remember this. It was the Jewish scribes and they would copy the writings of the Old Testament and they would verbalize each word aloud while they were writing. And they would write it with pen and they would wash their entire bodies before writing the word Jehovah, every time they wrote it, before God's name Jehovah was written, they would completely wash their bodies. They would write it and verbalize every word out loud. It was something precious to them. So if we take that heart and we come before God's word that it is precious to us, then we as people fear the Lord. And when we read this, This isn't a suggestion for us to do. It's God's commands, God's covenant, God's heart poured out for us in His words. So I want you to hear some verses today. In fact, we'll kind of fire some of these off. But I so encourage you to get the notes, get the scriptures, go back in your own Bibles, read them, take thought reference those words around here and there. Find out other places in the Bible that mention this specific thing. It's so important because when I walk in it and I live in it, then I live in the fear of the Lord. So let's read through some of these. Proverbs uh, chapter 8 verse 13 says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way in the perverse mouth. Well, how, how do you keep out of pride, arrogance, and the evil way and a perverse mouth? The fe- You walk in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord causes you to hate evil. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One and is understanding. Notice again another proverb. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of of the Holy One. Proverbs 10, 27. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The fear of the Lord prolongs days. What what does everybody desire these days? Long life, right? Youthful life. Well, notice the fear of the Lord, the promise, prolongs days. Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord. So if I fear the Lord, in that fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge. Boy, it sounds like what we read in Deuteronomy. If the kings followed the fear of the Lord and observing the words of the Bible, it would affect their children. Hear this one. Confidence comes when you fear the Lord. Think of that. Confidence comes and your children right? Those ones most precious to you have a place of refuge. Proverbs 15, 16. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. What does everybody want these days? You know, they idolize the wealthy and the rich. No, no, no. The Bible says, you know, you're better off with a little with the fear of the Lord. Because in that fear of the Lord and humility, he'll begin to work in your life. All right, Proverbs nineteen twenty three. Everybody with me? Everybody sticking along? A couple more here. The fear of the Lord leads to life. The fear of the Lord leads to life and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. Evil. So that fear of the Lord leads to life. You know, and Jesus talks about in him is not only life, but life much more abundantly. Two more, Proverbs 22, four. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Oh, we just read a minute ago about you're better off having a little with the fear of the Lord right? Well, this one says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor in life. Last one, Proverbs 23, verse 17. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all of your days. Boy, that's a great word, for us in these days don't focus on what everybody else is doing what everybody else has what everybody else self promotes you focus and be zealous be passionate about the fear of the Lord all of the day now we've just kind of rattled off a few of these and I and I know it I don't do it justice other than just reading them aloud because it's God's word. I so encourage you to go back and read over these verses yourself. You know, really the fear of the Lord is to be like Moses and you remove your shoes because you're standing on holy ground. The fear of the Lord is to be like the woman at the well. And even when Jesus told her every single thing she had ever done in her past, You go and tell everyone what he told you because you had an understanding that this person was unique, this Messiah. When I choose to fear the Lord, I've chosen to love what he loves and to hate what he hates. Wisdom comes through the fear of the Lord, and through the fear of the Lord, I obey him first and foremost. The fear of the Lord is a powerful weapon against sin because your alignment, your allegiance, your heart, everything that you do, your focus is your pleasing the one because you fear the Lord. You know, Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, and he said this, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. there's a perspective we become so fearful of mankind of what men could do to us. Jesus said, don't fear them that can only kill the body. you need to fear the Lord that can do both right It's the both the natural and the eternal Well we'll talk about, that in the minute of of what he's gifted with salvation. It's our choice. Jesus says, don't fear the one that can kill your body. Fear the Lord. He's in charge of all. He's in charge of that eternal choice that you make. And then lastly, last couple ones, Acts chapter nine, verse 30. Hopefully everybody's following along. These are a lot of verses here, but I want you to get a picture and an image on the inside of you of honoring and fearing the Lord. Listen to this about the early church. And Jesus told them that they would go to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But here's what we read now. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace. Now remember we mentioned that earlier, listen. Had peace and were edified and walking in the charismatic teaching gift of their pastor. Oh, it didn't say that, does it? What does it say? And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit grew those believers together. It wasn't about a person and they noticed preaching that exactly. It wasn't somebody named. You know what was named? The fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit is what edified and built them up and the church began to grow. Think about that. Peace, they were edified. That peace comes in fearing the Lord. You know, if we were to ask Solomon, Solomon, give us one verse, right? And of all of this fear of the Lord that you had such great insight in, give us one verse that would kind of uh, conclude all of this together. I think it would be this, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Interesting that it's actually in the book of Ecclesiastes. And listen to what he says. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I kind of get this picture when he says that. Let's get a conclusion of the entire picture of life. How this, how this all works. How wisdom works. How life works. How the earth works. And here's what he says. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. In fact, I'd encourage you wherever you are, say this with me, ready? Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. If you struggle when you read the Bible to know that, you, you know, we all do this. We know that we're supposed to put this into work in our life. And if we struggle with that, go back to the one that sees, the one that knows all things go back and know, you know what? I honor and fear the Lord so much. As hard as this might seem, I'm going to do it because he says so, and I fear him more than anybody. Interesting, right? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. You know, well, one verse that Jesus said, Jesus said, the one that you should fear, and the reason you fear God, don't fear man because they can kill the body. Fear the one that can take care of both. And you know, that choice was handed over and given to us to choose. We get the right, God's given us the right to choose. Will I spend eternity with him or will I spend eternity separated from him in hell? In fact, all throughout, really, the Gospels, we're presented with the opportunity to be in Christ and for Him to be in us and to live in us. And that's why each week we give an opportunity for anybody listening, whether they're watching or they're listening to the, the podcast, an opportunity to accept Jesus. In fact, don't tune out if you've already accepted Jesus. Make sure you follow along because as I believe this, and that it would happen to you. People will come across your path. And it's so important that you're able to lead them to receive Jesus. In fact, we pull this prayer out of Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. In fact, the Bible refers to that as um, the new birth, being born again, becoming spiritually alive. And so if you've never prayed this prayer or you've run from God, and this is your opportunity to pray this prayer, would you pray this with me? Would you meet it in your heart as you say it through your mouth? Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died and rose again for me. I confess and accept him as my Lord and my savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today I begin my relationship with you. In Jesus name, amen. You know, I would encourage you if you prayed that prayer, that some of the first steps are to grab a Bible, read a Bible, read in the gospel, start in the gospel of John. But would you do one other thing? Would you reach out to us? You can do so by email, by the social media platform that you're doing, by our website. So important just to connect and to pray to help you along your next steps. And we are praying over you in Jesus' name, Lord. And for all of us that are walking in this, walking in these days, these days of being awakened, that we walk in the fear of the Lord and in his commandments all of these days, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, as we receive our uh, tithes and offerings, it, it really is those opportunities to do the commandment of the Lord, and we fear Him more than we fear anybody else. Uh, in fact, I want to read this one verse. In fact, remember when we read uh, the word sow or sowing, back in Bible times to that Jewish farmer, they understood that you would get seed and you would sow that seed in the ground and that it would produce. So it gives us a little background on this verse Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 10, it says this. Now may he, talking about the Lord, he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. You know, as you give, as you have those opportunities to give, it's interesting when we read this verse, is the one that gives us the opportunity even to give in the first place is the Lord. So as he has supplied so that we have an opportunity to give, um, he, it also reminds us that he gives for bread and he supplies and he multiplies the seed that we have sown and he increases the fruits of our righteousness. So we go back to the fear of the Lord. We go back to understanding it's all his and we go back to honoring the Lord, that he is the one multiplying and supplying in our lives. Pray this, would, would you with me today? As I give in today's offering, I stand on the word of God. And I believe the promise that as I sow my seed, God will water and multiply it according to his greatness and goodness. I believe that the principle will be released over my life beginning today, in Jesus' name, Amen. If you're giving today, you can give online. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. Just click on the give button. You'll get instructions. It's safe and fast and secure. And you can also give by mail. You can write to us at the Hills Church. P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. Also, just want to encourage you, read your Bible every single day. Follow along. Go to our website, download that plan, follow along the plan, get caught up. Also, each and every week, we're not only online, but we're now in person as well. So if you're in the Arcadia area, we'd love to have you join us for a service at 10 o'clock. But again, as always, we'll be online all the way through. Uh, It's an exciting time to be a believer and to follow the Lord. Hey, and as we do each week, we end with Psalm 121, 1 and 2. And I want to pray this over you and your help is from the Lord. In fact, the verse says, I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Remember, walk in the fear of the Lord, walk in his promise and watch what he does in your life this week. The Lord bless you.